The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. The following podcast may contain some strong language. Parental discretion is advised. Security Box. This is program number 142 of the series, and this time we've got a topic which hasn't been covered before, at least on our podcast. The topic covers a very interesting endeavor by the government to deal with cybersecurity. Besides this, we'll see who gets a moron, we'll cover the landscape, and we'll see what else is of value. Hope you enjoy the program. The podcast of edition is coming right up. Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book audio, files audio, from audio, the library, the library maybe, some maybe some backups, backups of some backups, other stuff. 
and if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people, and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Blank one. Blank one. Blank one. Blank one. Blank one. Blank one. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir. I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Reimer on KKNX. Hello, everybody. This is program 142. It's Wednesday, May the 3rd. Highlights from the new U.S. Cybersecurity Strategy. And this was only one article, but yet it's uh, 11 pages worth of braille we've got at least one moron of the podcast actually we definitely have two of them and uh, it is Definitely going to be a very interesting show. I don't have anybody on Clubhouse at the moment. Turned out that my event, when I wanted to go started it, I hit Control E for the uh, RSVP event viewer, and the room was actually not listed there listed uh the room for next week and uh several rooms that i could rsvp to and i had to go into my house to start the room We're all learning this together, ladies and gentlemen. So, we 
while I'm waiting for Clubhouse folk to show up, I do want to let you all know that we are booked all the way through July 5th. And um, we got plenty more rooms on Clubhouse still to go. And I'm hoping that we will continue to be on Clubhouse. I know that uh, some changes over at Clubhouse are coming in regards to staffing. Now that everything has sort of reopened up, although... I've never been on Clubhouse, you know, for, you know, days and weeks and months on end. I would go into rooms that interest me, and I think we should continue to use it as long as it's around. So that's one of the big things that uh, has been blogged, although there's been plenty of newsy things. And, uh, I know that there will be people who will want to comment. So, my email and iMessage is J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975. And there has been some WhatsApp news. I decided not to blog it, but it looks like you can take your messages with you from one device to another without iCloud. Among other odds and ends I spotted on Mastodon. So it's definitely going to get interesting on what is happening over there at WhatsApp. Well, uh, rumors are starting on iOS 17, and um, I read an article about eight features that might be coming from Mac rumors, and I decided to pass it up because while some of this has been covered before, I don't want to be publishing every article I read. I mean, I do if I find it of interest, and I found that one of interest, but as you see, I've got a bunch of articles I haven't blogged, including last month's um, Windows Update post, so I definitely have others that I probably should blog. So... Uh, The blog will start back up again today. Um, I posted one yesterday. In fact, it's going to be our moron, one of our morons of the podcast. And uh, we, I believe, have two. 
of them. And uh, <laughs> I decided to put the one in the show notes. Because it's just so good. Uh, where is where is blog post there it is there we are oh stop For Clubhouse purposes, I'm going to change the link over to the blog post that we are going to talk about. And I title this, again, I ask why we're keeping info that we don't need to do our jobs out there. And in a way, I understand why they need the info, but in a way, is it really necessary? So, this is not the first time I've gone on a rant for something we can avoid. I wrote a blog post that will be in the show notes about this and it's linked in said notes. The following is the text that was boosted from Brian Krebs to his followers. For clarity, I've removed the link. The hashtags have remained, and also, it was boosted at a couple of people. I didn't write that in the notes, I'm just adding that, and I kept those. So... Doug Levin is the one that posted this. Brian Krebs boosted it. Doug Levin, NBC. Students' psychological reports, abuse allegations leaked by ransomware hackers. Link removed. Hashtag EdTech, hashtag data breach, and I wrote, tooted at, and then 
at Brett. So I believe his name is Brett Calvo. Via at Kevin Collier. I believe that's who that is, Brett Calvo. But don't quote me on that. And I thought... You know... We don't... I understand for payment purposes why you need to have social security numbers. Okay, teachers get paid. Their their social security numbers have to be had. But again, why do we need social security numbers? Uh, hello, Preston. Uh, give me one second. We'll get um, we'll get Clubhouse on because I didn't have it on while uh, I was the only one on. So uh, you answered, but I'll give you a chance to repeat. Give me one second. So, Preston is now here, ladies and gents. So, Clubhouse is now on the air. Yes. Sorry I'm a little late. Um, I was catching up with Jamie in another room. But I, I saw do that. To, I do wanted to answer Jared's question regarding Social Security numbers and why, you know, they are what they are. And in my opinion, I think, you know, Places and companies require it because it's a legal uh, identity catch. And I know maybe you scared. are cor- you are cor- you are correct, but I think it's time for us. And you saw the blog post, and uh, I think this should be our first moron because you know not only. Are you collecting this on on your paying people? But apparently now you're collecting SSNs on your children, on your students. Yeah, I agree. Does that help it's, you? Does that help you do your job? Probably not. And why do you need it? Or better yet, I think a more important question is why do you require it? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, well, true enough. Why do you need it? Why do you require it? I mean, what you know, part of what I wanted to do was have a system where you got like a serial number. You know, 2002-0601, It's my identifier to you as a as a um, customer. 
Yes. And when Not whatever social security numbers. Terry Ring, welcome to the program. We're talking oh. about our first moron. Uh, that blog post I talked that I talked about where um, Brian Krebs boosted this thing where student and teacher data were taken and I basically am saying you know why do we need this you know why do we need this so again now that we're having people on Clubhouse I'll reread this well, if we're going to talk about morons, there's something I have to say real quick. Yes. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Red Bull gives you wings, guys. Yes. Oh, so I I'm going to reread this for everybody on Clubhouse. This was a boost from... You know, I first wrote... Um, this is not, uh, so I titled this, um, for those who don't have the show notes, again, I ask, or I ask, why we're keeping info that we don't need to do our jobs out there. So, the opening paragraph is, this is not the first time I've gone on a rant for something we can avoid. I wrote a blog post that will be in the show notes about this and it's linked in said notes. The following is the text that was boosted by Brian Krebs to his followers. For clarity, I've removed the link. The hashtags have remained. So the original was from Doug Levin and it says NBC. Students psychological reports abuse allegations leaked by ransomware hackers. Link removed. The hashtags were edtech hashtag data breach tooted at at Brett, I believe that's Brett Calvo, I looked at the time, so I believe that's correct, via at Kevin Collier who was the writer. And I have a link to the blog post in Clubhouse if you need to a refresher of my diatribe. Oh, me and you spoke about this uh, at length on the phone at one point. Uh, schools are even asking for social security numbers for their kids, and it's like you don't. That's that. why. That's why we're talking about it because they mm-hmm. should deserve our first more. I don't. Our first moron. I mean, why? I, okay, for for payment purposes, okay. But as I was talking about when you got here, you know, I decided that you know that I don't want. I mean, okay, social security numbers to verify who you are in case you know something happens and we find out that you know something happened and we need to you know provide you know somebody in you know information okay i'll keep that around but i don't want that as a as a uh as an identifier and i never used it as an identifier um i used something like 2002 or 2002 that if it got loose 
it doesn't mean anything. It does it doesn't identify you except your customer number, if you will. Yeah. So if you I mean I blogged this and it was like, why are we still relying I don't even want to talk about more on number two because that's insane. Right. That is just oh yes, and I do need to put that into my show notes for the for the RSS. But uh, shall I give anybody who uses social security numbers as pure identifiers their moron? Hell, even our federal what government do you guys does that think? shit. Like, even our government does that, so, like, yeah. Exactly. More on the podcast. Yeah, I I would say, I think so, because... Oh, and we're not done with more on the podcast, because... Um, I know we're not, but but should should oh we man. give anybody? I mean, even I mean, yeah, even the SSA is doing that, and I really mm-hmm. wish they would go into to a you know a system where we're identified somewhere else because our social security numbers are out there. Everybody's social security number is out there now. It mm-hmm. is there's no privacy with that. Come up with nope. a system. And change the way you identify your folk with. And the first time you identify them, you know, use the old method and say, we're changing it. Here's your new customer number, you know, that you're going to need to be able to identify us, you know, with us in the future if we ask for it. And... You know, use the social security method for identification until you are given your new number. I think that's how we're going to solve this problem because now children's social security numbers, if this article is correct, are now out there because the schools are now requiring it. And I think this warrant should go past the schools and to everybody who still uses SSN as identifiers. Yeah, even phone companies use your SSN as you know, nuts. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have no privacy left. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, no. And here's the thing, folks. We, we've been dealing with this for at, at least years and years. Kids aren't going to understand the breaches. Well, and the pro- well, yes, and not only that, but the kids in this article uh, have multiple disabilities. You know, they don't have right. any idea what's happening. You know, their behavior is because of whatever disability they have, and all of that is now out there for everybody to read if they know how if they know where to find it. The dark web is a good point. And I don't remember. And I don't remember. Was this a ransom? Was this a ransomware attack? Did, do, does anybody remember the article stating that? It, I don't remember it stating. Uh, oh no. 
I don't think so. Or did they just hack them just because and they pilfered all this data on on these students who have no control over their behavior and and you know pilfered as much as they could get out of the school and and decided to release it. Yeah, yeah, stupid. That, Just... that very well could be. I mean, but still, it's <sighs> so unfortunate. Okay. We still have a, we still have one more to give up, Jared. I know. Where yes, I do. Out too. Yes, I do. Is it team? So. <laughs> <laughs> so. I sent an article, and it's still the top post right now on the tech blog. I love it. Oh man! Let me uh, Terry, go and just, get Terry. It let's just for say, clubhouse purposes for replay. Yep, and let's just say, folks, Jared texted me this 24 hours ago, and oh, I can tell he was fuming. He put it in my. I was at work, and next thing you know, I look after work, and it's a, a data breach. I'm uh, like, wait a minute. Yeah. And it said about T-Mobile, and I'm like, you. I know. This was called. That's what I said, you like, gotta I be freaking. Him and I go, bro, you called this freaking breach, man. Like you literally called it last week. I'm like, okay. All right, so. <laughs> I, I also sent the email, I also sent the article to um, my guy who's uh, been uh, needing to get out of there. So hopefully, uh, if, if I have a hand in getting people to leave T-Mobile, I'm doing my job. Oh, for sure. So, the last number was six breaches in four years. Yep. Now, according to an article, and I forget who wrote the thing, so somebody can go look if they want. We now have two more breaches over there at this stupid company. (sighs) And to make matters worse, the January breach they were able to thwart completely, so no data was lost. They didn't say how it was done. But they did say that they kicked them out. Maybe it was an inside job. Who knows? I'm starting to wonder if there's an inside job going on over there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, I, I was thinking about this today. No company... 
in their right mind would still be in business after their third breach at least and if they are they'd be you know very regulated well which is telling me that this is probably either an inside job or somebody's getting paid off not to do anything yeah or to do something one of the two yeah and how about that diatribe and this is the same T-Mobile that sent me a letter and told me that I can get four lines for $27 yes and uh, that we talked about last week on throwback and you called this breach too on, on the show like, and what did I they're, they're due, and for, and for people due. who didn't hear that what did I say they are due they are definitely due for one it's been two years they're due sure shit I get this um, I get this um, I'm at work and I come home and I see this article in my in my text thing breach uh T-Mobile two times again. I'm like, what the? Read this thing, and I'm like, he freaking called this, and uh, I'm going to call him right now, because he called this on on the show last week. He totally called it on the show. Yeah. Nuts. I must be in this business too long. And, and the thing is, they didn't even make it the first month of the year. <laughs> no. You know? They technically didn't make the first two. Yeah. And Brian Krebs wasn't the one that wrote up about it. Hmm. And Nick even said, um, this has got to be our uh, a moron of the podcast. And I, I agree. I mean, if anybody's listening to this and you don't have a choice of where you go, I get it. But if you have a choice and you can find yourself a better deal... At a better company, I would like to see you switch. In fact, I insist. But I completely understand that T-Mobile does offer some of the cheapest plans out there. And when you are disabled, you have to go with what works for you. I completely understand that. So if this is all you can do and everything else is higher than what you can afford, 
I'm not talking about you. You stay where you are comfortable. Oh, actually, you know, there are phone companies that offer even cheaper plans, like, uh, uh, what's that one, Cricket? Cricket's not everywhere. There's Cricket, there's, um, oh, what's the other one that they show all the time? Uh, Boost Mobile, but Boost is... Boost, is yeah. The, well, Boost, yeah, I know Boost isn't everywhere because my dad and I, when we, we were in Wisconsin, mine was the only phone that we got through. <laughs> but th- this is what I'm saying. If it's feasible... Yeah. But this, I mean, I mean, if you don't travel, like if you don't travel out of the country or anything, and it works where you are, and you can get Boost or one of those other companies, I would go with it. Sorry, I mean, but if you're in a place where it's just only for T-Mobile, then you know that's. But if you're in an area where the where like nothing else, you've tried others, and it just isn't working in your area, even though you don't travel. If T-Mobile's it, then fine. But well, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if you're not getting any reception or anything, and you know, yeah, for sure. But if you can get even something that works, that's the same price or cheaper, do it. And what I would tell, what I would tell the other carrier is something to the effect of what I wrote in my diatribe with the letter, right? Hey, uh, I'm with a company that has had breaches, and I'm concerned about that, and I want to get away from that because while I can't do anything about it, I haven't heard this many problems with your company, and I'm wondering what type of a deal you can give me because this is what I'm paying over there, and I would really love to get out of there. I mean, I even think, like, I would never go back to them, but I even think Sprint now is cheaper. A lot of the phone companies are starting to go that way because of the... Uh, the only one that's not is Verizon and AT&T. They're the expensive one. But. Well, that's because they're big and they cover, like, most yeah. of the country. Yeah, Sprint. Uh, but they're, they're not bad either for one line. But I had a bad experience with them, and I really don't want to go back to them. So. But again, that's personal preference. But shall we give a hand? Yes. To the sure. worst company I would ever do business with. Michelle. Okay. T-Mobile. Welcome. To the moron of the podcast. Hmm. Wow. Preston wow. failed early. That's okay. And Nick's not here, but he said T-Mobile should definitely get one. So uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Our two 
and I wasn't sure if this school thing should really get one, but I'm I'm tired of reading lately how children's pro, uh, personal information that they have no idea is even being released because their parents signed them up and just hand over the information without telling them. Oh, the school's asking for this information because you know I have to sign you up for school. At least tell them that that the information is is uh, needed so that if they do get um, you know notified of a potential problem, they'll know that their information's being put out there. And I'm not saying it's maliciously done, but right you know they need to know and the problem is is you know even we didn't know our our uh, ssns or any information except for our you know address it wouldn't surprise me if they were collecting our ssns and and uh although we didn't have to worry about this when we were in school no no I mean, we had to start worrying about it in like early 2000, but not even in 2000. I, I think I think the whole breach thing really got started right after Target. Although mm-hmm. they didn't start targeting schools with, until the last three to five years. Yeah. So. Oh boy. Yeah, that can was definitely responsible. He just couldn't make it to the show? Uh, That can uh, definitely made its presence known with that moron. Holy smokes. Yeah. It did. So I know you're not going to be able to stay for this entire thing, but what do you think about our major topic today? I want to get in food. The U.S. Uh, strategy on cybersecurity. So, what what did you think about it, about it when you read the thing? Um. Oh boy! It just was. Do you like, think it'll um, actually do something, or is it all talk like it's been for the last twenty years, according to the I article? I think, it's, according to the article, I'm agreeing with the article. Definitely for sure. I mean, I wrote up the notes and it's 11 pages long because there's a lot here and a lot to talk about. And, you know, Jared, I gotta say, I'm surprised. Actually, I'm not surprised you would be uh, not referring people to T Mobile because, let's face it, they, they have got their work cut out for them. Before you know it, maybe maybe the next few years, maybe they'll file for bankruptcy. Never know. I told who did I tell the other day that they just need to get bought. They just need to get bought out. 
Me and you were talking about that. So oh yeah, that's right. By Apple, they should just be bought up by Apple. They Apple they should mobile. just yeah. <laughs> Apple Apple mobile. mobile. I I'd go with Apple Mobile. Oh yeah, I love it. That would be kind of I mean, cool, I, but I don't know what kind of or they can offer like a monthly plan of like you know you know how Apple twenty thirty bucks a month. We would be on their network. Plus, you know, we've phone, never had any breaches going on over so there. And the hacks that we did hear about were all um, uh, targeted. So, so you're paying like four, like eighty a month, even with your phone. You know, when you're getting your phone, then that's still not bad for one yeah. person. So. And they'd be able to. Uh, lease off of somebody and be able to just pay those fees and 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 be okay because they've got the biggest gdp i mean they've got more money than than all of us combined in the world so they 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 should just finance everything in house they could totally do their banking they could do their credit card in house they could finance their credit card their own shit in in house i don't know why they don't like Steven Robos was saying this on, on Apple Insider, you know, I don't know why they don't just finance it all in house. I'm like, I agree. They should. Definitely. I mean, because then you could probably sign up for the savings account instead of having to have the Apple card. It'll make it easier. Yeah. And then you could set up an APR every year or every month that you want for interest you know and there you go but right and you can even make like your card higher like you could do 5% point cash back instead of 3 you know so yeah make it worth it it's really not that worth it in my opinion, they don't offer enough. Like three percent cash back on Apple products. That maybe that like will be five Apple. or ten. I saw a deal. I saw a deal on you know just looking at Wells Fargo as an example. If I made a purchase somewhere, I could get ten percent cash back. Yeah, some of the banks through they, a certain they, time. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah, some of those banks do do that. I did, I mean. All right, what else in the landscape, uh, gentlemen, before you guys go off to your next events? Oh, I sent you um, a book. Another book. And I responded to that. And so, and uh, you know, that is uh, that is definitely uh, something that we should uh, keep our eyes on. Yeah, I am definitely, although that's a little bit of an older book, as I said, sure. uh, but I think it's starting to come true. 
Well, when I saw the description and, and I kind of was thinking about what was happening now, I'm just kind of like, you know, yeah, it's an older book, but this this is relevant still. It is. I'm giving this to Jared. I'm going to let Jared decide. But I'm not in disagreement with you. I said that in my message to you this morning. Yeah, Nick, the, uh, we got to show it to Nick at once. So. I did. I, mean, I already I, sent it. I already sent it his direction. He's probably going to be like, yes. Yeah. Like, holy shit, I just got two books approved now. <laughs> he did start going through that massive. Maybe what I'll do is I'll add it to a new file. And when he approves, uh, whatever he approves from the first set, yeah, um, it'll be eventually approved. But uh, we're 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 uh, <laughs> getting busy with books. Speaking of books, Terry, a book in that list should just no get off the website. <laughs> uh, speaking book of books, everyone. Terry, you are in the meat. Of one of the best books I have ever read. Well, he. And then I want to talk about something I read in mine that'll scare the hell out of you guys. (laughs) But go. I'm in the chapter where he had went to Russia to find out um, what the hell was going on with all this stuff, and there was an event going on. For hackers and stuff. A lot of them wouldn't cooperate, but one did talk to him about it. And then he ended up leaving Russia, and that's where I ended it. And I'll tell you that he actually found the place where Sandworm was supposedly being worked on. Mm. You'll read about that closer to the end of the book. I think I have what three if more chapters to go. Already. I think I have like three more chapters to go. Four more chapters to go. Yeah. Wow. So if you haven't read that, he did find the place, and he couldn't confirm what, but he, you know, it was where they said it was, and uh, he wasn't able to really get in there and look around but he looked at it from the outside that's all I'll tell you Mm. so that'll be coming up if you haven't read that already could you imagine if he was able to get in there and look around (laughs) yeah that would have been wild so I was reading about um, Alpha Base Takedown, and I'm on chapter 36 of my book. Part 3 is Alpha Bay. And one of the things that I read gave me a holy crap moment because when the police took over Alpha Bay and arrested the perpetrator... It turned out that the police who were acting as the administrators were able to assist somebody using a screen reader Hmm. to access something within that network. I don't remember what it was at the moment, but 
I was like, really? Uh, <clears throat> it's this Green reader. Yeah. yeah, a screen wow. reader. Well, they didn't say which have... one. Yeah, it was in chapter can. thirty-five of the book, mm. and I I was like preparing the deal with dinner, or maybe I ate dinner and I heard that, and I'm like, holy crap! So I did pre-order Fancy Bear Ghost Fishing. So that is. That is going to be one interesting book. I did too. And I also bought you Spam Nation. I'd be interested yes. to hear your thoughts on Spam Nation when uh, you... Yeah, that is going to be the next book I go for. Then after that, I would like to read Fancy Bear and then Fishing Dark Waters. I need to. I want to read that one too. I want to read. Fi- I want to read Fishing Dark Waters. Is what I want to read. The description just looks so good. I mean, yeah, that it looks, looks so good. And, and remember, I found that through through uh, a podcast. So Did I like, find that through a podcast? Or I found that through the recommended thing. Th- well, this yeah. one I found. Uh, customers ask because when I reserved Fancy Bear, it brought this thing up and it said, "Customers also bought," and it gave me a bunch of books. And one of the books that uh, that was in the book list that I gave you is the customers also bought list. Yeah, that's what you were telling me. And it's like that is interesting that it would it would uh, bring that one up. Wow. I'm going to give that one to Jared because. So, what else in the landscape for you guys before you move along? Uh, that caught your attention. The only other thing was Apple did have a security update. Um, it was just. Our hardware updates and stuff, but nothing major. Um, other than that, that's all I can think of. Preston has anything. So, if you guys are new to the podcast and you did not read or hear any of our coverage of it between 2019 and 2020 on this podcast, ooh, do I have a very lengthy article, and I read it all. It is a timeline of the events of SolarWinds. Hmm. I posted the link to the list and you will see it on the blog in the coming day. Ooh. It was fascinating. And get and guess who wrote that? And I, I responded on Mastodon. I said, I smell another book coming. If this reporting is just as good as Stuxnet was, and that book 
then I smell another book coming from our very own Kim Zetter, who wrote this article for Wired. Yeah, she's going to write another one. I smell another book coming. I have to get that one as well. It's Stuck's Nuts. Preston. Talk to us about uh, one interesting you before you taking off. All right, Terry. Preston. I I think for me, I. Yep, I'm back, Jared. I'm back. Talk to me about what's been on, uh, uh, what caught your interest in the landscape. Well, definitely the T-Mobile saga, I'm not surprised. And as I said before, I'm glad I don't have them. Um, the Clubhouse and Club Deck updates were very rewarding to keep in check. And the Ah, uh, you're breaking up. Press didn't. You're breaking up a bit. Keep that in score, so. So, so the the whole school ordeal that is that what I'm getting out of that. This sounds like a spam call to me. Uh, Preston, you are oh break, you are hard of hearing, so I don't I'm not picking up what you're uh I'm not picking up what you're saying. I think I've seen that number before. All right. Uh, I haven't seen my main guy. Uh, and I know yeah, Preston has to go. Where is he? Yes, Preston. Now I can hear you. I do. Yeah, I'm going to say... And... Uh, I was able to hear you. Now you're back to being broken up. Let's, uh, 
catch up on Saturday. I think I think it's almost time for you to go as it is, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna roll. So thank you, Jared. I'll All right, roll, and we'll catch up with you on Saturday. We were having a hard time, so hopefully next week it'll be a little bit better for you. So, I bet you that phone call I just got was uh, going to be one of those calls where they are telling me that I can get like some kind of uh, mortgage or something for my home. I've been getting a lot of those calls lately. So, I put a link into the uh, clubhouse for the replay purposes to our major topic, which is going to cover the U.S. strategy. Which I think we need to talk about because... uh, Apparently, this has been going on a very long time, and I don't know why the government thinks they can do anything, since I honestly think they are part of the problem. Hopefully, Nick will join us. I didn't get a notice stating he wasn't going to be coming. I'm here. But it's okay if... You're here! (laughs) Oh my yeah. God! He's an hour. He he he's he's an hour late, but he's here. Yes, and I was hearing the program in the background while I was doing a few other things. There was a call I wanted to get through, and I do see that you gave the moron very much rightly so to T-Mobile, and also I to um, I think the Minneapolis school system. And and anybody else who collects SSNs as part of data collection for for um, verification. Right. I'm sorry. That uh, and that T-Mobile article is the top one until a little bit later on this afternoon when I'll be blogging some more. Oh boy. Now, since you're here, and thank you so much for listening, um, why, uh, do you have anything before we move along? Preston was trying to say something, but I I was getting bits and pieces, and I think he's like out in the middle of nowhere at the moment, so we, had to, we have to let him go. Um, is there anything in the landscape that caught your attention? Do, you, do we want to catch up on your book? What did you think about my uh, collapse of... Holy crap, somebody with a screen reader actually got support using Alphabay after they basically got taken over. Um, that That's pretty amazing. What you, yeah, I heard you saying that. What the? So somebody in our own, in our own network, um, and luckily one of the guys was an IT guy, so he was basically able to handle things and actually improved it you know fixed some bugs and people were saying it was actually running better um wow (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. Um. Okay, so before I, because I was gonna like, since I knew you weren't here, um, I was actually going to go into a bit of a song break and um and get myself prepared for our next topic. But uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did put the one in the show notes, and I definitely didn't forget about T-Mobile. The, they they have got the, uh, when. I, when will they ever learn? Have they learned nothing from this? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm wondering if, and, and, and I, I asked this of, of the group when they finally showed up, but do you think there's like an inside job going on over there? Given how frequently this is happening, I'm, I'm really starting to wonder. Because I'm starting to wonder, and I mentioned this last hour, but I want I wanted to ask you about it. Yes, that's really got me curious now. I I have to wonder just how, based on how often this happens. And what did they do to kick everybody out in January? Right. That wasn't very clear. Yeah, none of that was. And what are we at now? 150, call it 150 million? Yes. At least that. Let's just call it 150 million and call it good? Yeah. And they just need to get bought out. I, th- I think, like, Apple needs to buy them out and... You know they can run the cell equipment for them, but Apple do the support. You know if you know Apple makes sure that stuff is as secure as possible in the network. Um, they can run the cell equipment, so they'll be hired by Apple to run the the towers and things, and they can get finance to build it out if they need it. But we need Apple Mobile, and I would happily pay for it. Definitely. Just. And I was the one that called that crap the other day when we talked about it on Saturday. Wow. When we talked about my letter, I was the one that said they're due. And then what did I see yesterday when I finally caught up on Mastodon? <laughs> oh, yes. Yet another. Two breaches in two months. <sighs> and we're only finding out about it now because that's how long it takes. It needs to be faster. Agreed. A lot faster. What else across the landscape, Nick? Okay, um, a few things. Uh, there were the two pieces from Phone Arena that I think I can lump into one thing. Uh, Gmail Go. scam, be on the lookout for that. People claiming that you somehow won a prize because you reach, you were search number 10 million or some weird number. Do not believe. It's a scam. And then number two, 
38, yes, 38 more Android apps that need to be deleted. I mean, when will this ever end with them? And that's that was only one of two of them. Remember, there was a linked article to another batch oh, within that one. Oh, gosh. Oh, I didn't... Oh, no. I, I didn't see that one. Oh, no. It was linked. It said, we recently reported about a... Uh, another batch but here's another 38 oh android really (laughs) and apparently the rumor has it that ios 17 has to comply with the digital um marketing act of europe and allow people to sideload their apps and apparently they're going to implement it to comply with the law for now in 17 but rumor has it that it'll eventually end up coming here according to what I read no oh no I was so relieved when I thought I read that that wasn't coming to the US but it's not for now but uh, it, uh, I think I read an update to that somewhere that said, uh, well, it's not coming here for now. It's a possibility in the future that they'll roll it out, and Ugh. I hope they won't. No. If they know what's good for them. I mean, don't they know what's going on at their competitor? Like, how many of these bad apps there are? <laughs> no. To be fair, I don't think they do. Mm, okay. To be fair, I don't think so. Yeah, you you could be right. But they'll learn real quick. Oh, oh, that they will. That they will. But unfortunately, if they don't comply with the DMA, uh, it's a daily fine and it's expensive. Yeah, it's steep. One notification. Message. So, one notice. Wednesday. May 3rd. So. Text message. We are not responsible for the content of the message. And who would that be? My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Screen lock. Let's see. I Kim's think. talking about using chat GPT for free over here, and you're getting a message. <laughs> I'm. I uh, suspect. I suspect that it's going to be a short code. One. One notification. Messages. Now. Six, nine, two, six, Yes, three. it is. <laughs> it is. Screen lock. <laughs> and I was getting a phone call from uh, some 323-507 number that actually left a voicemail, and I bet you it's going to be one of those, because I've been getting calls lately where they'd say something about improving your home uh, with, like, some type of, like, loan or something. Oh, gosh. I have not gotten that yet. I've been getting them from all across the country. Wow. So, um, and I'm doing a show right now, so I'm not about to... To answer that? No I mean, way. I could have, but... Yeah. Uh, what else across the landscape... Mm, 
I think I'm going to have to agree with you. The bold spy, that deserves to be a topic. Because that is probably not going to stop in Iran. That's probably going to not just target dissidents and Iranians or anybody, you know, living in the U.S. who is from that country. That's, I think that's heading in a very dangerous direction. All right, so that's, we're going into July here. Let me just mark this down. So we're going to do July the 6th and then July the 12th. 12th. So let me write this down. Jaw 12. Pod 152. And then um, give me the name of that again. Um, okay, I just remember that the name of that spyware was or or malware because it didn't appear that ransomware it didn't appear to be ransomware based yeah so malware now is the thing as of now but that probably is going to change but it was called bold spy bold spy yes and then I'll put in parentheses tech Blog. Medical text alerts. Oh, that's nice. Oh. I never signed up for it, but okay. Oh, that's odd. And it's coming from an 888 number. I actually hmm. was on there because they want me to renew. And I'm actually going to do it in a different way where I'm going to have my guy fill out the paperwork and also include a bank statement because they're going to come back to me and tell me they don't have enough. So we're just going to include it in the packet. And that's all I will say. They do this to me every year. And Uh, it's annoying. Yes. Uh. Um, Okay. So we have that. And then there was another one that you told me that you wanted uh, from the blog. Do you remember what that was while I'm oh. writing things down? You know, unfortunately, it's escaping me at the moment. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, go back and look, and then I will schedule it. And um, holy crap, that's going to be July 19th. Wow. Wow. I skipped April 19th because of because of my father. And, that, and, and July 19th is the same day. Wow. But I'm not going to skip July 19th. I don't have any reason to. Okay, so we're not going to worry about that for the moment. Um, You can look that up, and when you find that, you can tell me, or you can ping me later. Anything in the audio department that I've been sending you that caught your attention? I've been I've been trying to keep you abreast of some of what I'm hearing. Oh yes, there was a Kim Commando Daily Tech that was just 
really a great a great illustration of what is wrong with social media. And what is wrong with it besides that I finally caught up last night before I well, left LiveWire for the night. Okay, you know, maybe maybe I actually need to rephrase that. I think maybe the bigger question is what is wrong with parents in social media these days? Because Oh yes. Yes. In this particular tech minute, it was a story about a boy who was corresponding with somebody through social media went and actually visited and was uh, sexually assaulted. And the parents knew nothing. And I remember hearing about that story. We talked about that, I believe, on Podcast 67 when they talked about social media and Jennifer who's since sort of disappeared I sent that room to her and it made sense to her what was going on with her in a certain situation and um, it was starting to make sense to her I said just listen to it and learn if it means something to you great but this might help you and so go back and I believe it's podcast 67 if I remember correctly is it 67 mm-hmm. or 68 I did update TSB we are all caught up I caught up 139 through 141A and I did play that on the on Monday, uh, but it wasn't. It's not scheduled to air like these are because these, you know, that was pre-taped. Did you get a chance to listen to the raw video or 141A? Yes. As a matter of fact, I what did. did you, what did you think about that? Unfortunately, it confirmed some of the things that I'd thought about these scams. And a lot of these shady call centers, i.e., I don't want to give too much away. That's the only problem. But there are. If you must, you must. But uh, I want to. I want to hear your thoughts. So, for example, one of the things that was mentioned was how a lot of these individuals would show up. And they would be essentially forced to have fake English-sounding names so that there wasn't, you know, any kind of tip-off that they were from Eastern Europe slash the former Soviet Union. And also... The amount of deception, the shell companies, unfortunately, that makes sense. But 
in a way, I think that's actually a good tie-in to our main topic, because one of the things I remember hearing in that audio was just the frustration, because they're, the scammers always seem to be one step ahead. Yes, and uh, are you surprised that I'm 11 pages for our show notes today? Um, not very. <laughs> I know it was a little late getting it to you because I was done and I thought I shoved it over there. And then you told me no, and I just ran Dropbox <laughs> and uploaded all my uh, uh, all my backups and stuff. And so sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. What did you think about those about these notes? Did I do too much? I don't think you did. I think all that you included was important and was you know was worth mentioning. Eleven, almost eleven pages. It's ten pages and some lines. Wow. Now I'm trying to yeah. remember what that. Now I'm trying to remember for the life of me what that other topic Two was that I wanted to. Two notifications. Dice oh. World. Hi, Dice, Dice World. World. John in 1977 has it. Oh boy, him again. Anyway. You will find it, and you will probably ping me with a link or something, and I will go write it up. Three okay. notifications. And, um, Three notifications. I won't put Messages. it in the podcast file until Wednesday. I know where it's going to be. Screen log. Or maybe what I'll do is when I know what podcast it is, I'll just create a folder specifically for that, and I'll have, you know... No moron, no nothing until closer to the time right. of that show. I'll just you know do a basic intro and then you know do the topic and that'll all be the file it'll be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So that's that's how we'll do that. Okay, sounds good. So, I set it up for uh, the article that we are going to cover on Clubhouse. All right. Is there any other things in the landscape that you would like to cover? Hey, how about this new Amos, this atomic Mac stealer that can basically steal passwords and things out of your keychain, what have you? I mean, that was certainly a scary thought and a scary read. Welcome to uh, Pegasus all over again is the way I wrote that up. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like Pegasus? It kind of does. One, one notification. Telegram. Now. Four notifications. Telegram. 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 Now. Oh, jeez. Options. <laughs> You're getting dinged and donged and dinged everywhere. And 
<laughs> Everywhere. Everything's talk. Everything's talking. I know. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Well, those are really the main things that caught my eye. Yeah. And there'll be more coming. Uh, what did you th- did you read that lengthy article that I shoved up the list? Uh, 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 brain. Last night <laughs> that I th- read from oh, the, Kim Zetter, and do you smell another book coming? Yes, and I also smell another topic coming. What's that? Well, basically just docu- you know, speaking about the timeline of this, and because Solar Winds, it was as that said, as uh, you know, the report slash article mentioned that was one of the biggest breaches in we've history. ever had yes and i even said on the list i said i probably sense i'm gonna be pinged and said this is gonna be a topic so and i would agree but how am i that. gonna take a 46 minute read and turn this into a without reading the entire article because uh, there's no other way to do it yeah that's the thing Hmm. I mean, it's a great topic. I was almost—I mean, I'm—it's going to get blogged. I've—I've I've already have a blog post scheduled okay. for this. I think I put put it up for tomorrow. But if you have any idea how we can blog, how we can cover this, because a lot of it we covered in at podcasts at the time, right? So. I'm not exactly sure how we can cover this without reading the... And it took me... Let's see, with a screen reader? I mean, I stopped I stopped to get a drink once, and I stopped for the can once during the read. So it probably took me almost an hour to read that with a reader. But I don't read as fast as others because... You know, I want to comprehend what I'm reading. I, don't, I'm, I can't, and I can't understand it at much faster right. rates. I could probably go a little bit faster, but at some point, I'm not. I can't hear what it's saying. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's a little trickier than I was imagining as well. Hmm. And we were covering this. Security Now was covering it. Um, there were probably other podcasts in the field covering it at the time. But that was one interesting article. Well, I can mark it. But I don't know if I'm. I don't know exactly how we're gonna cover this because it's it's so long. Right. I mean, if anything, 
because of the length, it might be better as a blog post. Which because I've it, already got scheduled. Okay. Because it covers so many things that, as you said, have already been covered on the podcast. Right. That's why I was hesitant to just mark it as such, because it's like, well, I'll get this to the list, but... And if they want it covered, I can find a way to do it, I suppose. Uh, I'm having second thoughts, actually, about that as a topic now. <laughs> Could you just imagine, like, instead of... You thought this at being 11 pages. We'd have a whole novel of show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, the program would go... It wouldn't just go its normal three hours. It would probably be like more like a six-hour program. <laughs> probably longer. Yeah. Just yeah. to talk about that one article. No kidding. Because it is, it is, oh my god, I'd like... I, I smell a book. Yes. Alright, that thing's not going that fast. Okay, we're good. That was a great article, though. Yes, I agree. That was an awesome article. Um, But yeah, that T-Mobile article, I made sure that it was the only article yesterday, because you just, like... I, I seriously lost it. Yeah, and I can understand why. Just lost it. <sighs> okay. Uh, I need a drink. And I do have water up here. It's bottled, but it is a little bit away from where I am because it's packaged and I haven't taken one out because I didn't really come prepared. Six notifications. Telegram. Group. Now. Wednesday. So, Dang, it's still going off. <laughs> what is going on over there? I have no idea. I mean, something's happening, whatever it is. <laughs> Screen lock. And speaking of Telegram... Somebody and I were commenting on how bad it is over there because uh, we keep reading that these groups set up telegram channels for their communication. Oh, yes. And it reminded me of that movie that we talked about. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we even using it? Wednesday, MLB, now, Giants and Astros. Austin Slater singles in the top of the six scores. The Giants now led the Astros. 1-0. Clear. Yay for them. But anyway, it has nothing to do with security. And and there's finally a score in the game. So everybody, so people can sort of wake up now. Yes. And what did you think of the track I selected for our new, uh, our new, um, um, uh, our new song? 
Um, oh, that seems familiar. It actually isn't familiar. It's an it's an artist by the name of Mammal Hands. Okay. And I'm taking from the two track album Omi Lantern, and the track name is Omi. It is a jazz piece, and I thought for the podcast purposes, I would play it while I go grab a drink so that people hear the entire track. I think that's a good idea. And um, then when we... Oops, I don't want... I don't want the re... I would love to replay the intro because that is the best. I have not figured out how to replace that one. <laughs> no, I don't know that you can. Unfortunately. Because, I mean, it's so tied to the security box now that that's... It has to stay. Like, yes, you can't You can't change it now. You're stuck with it. Well, I could change it, but I don't exactly know how. I've been trying to think about that. Right. I, mean, every, I keep coming up blank. And not only that, it, the question is why? Yeah. I mean, the only difference is, is it's emailed instead of uh, USB, but that, that's the only difference. Oh, that's... Uh, that's too minor, I think, to do a whole new intro. Correct. And I need a bunch more sound effects that I can't seem to get. Oh, and one more comment about the uh, the billion dollar scam. The billion dollar scam. Oh, that is such an awful. <sighs> yeah, it's just sad to see that even, well, soccer, as we call it in the United States, soccer teams will fall for that. You know, if the oh, they fell for it, all right. That time. was the whole point of that big thing. Big time. <laughs> Oh, they got owned. But no, my comment was, it was so striking that just like one of the things you were talking about... Seven notifications. MLB. Now. Giants at Astros. Mitch Hanager singles in the top of the six. Oh, another run. But anyway. Nice. They... They're starting to wake up. Yeah, I guess they are. But they... Use that same defense. Oh, we don't know anything about a call center. We don't know anything about illegal activity. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's that's um that's not current information. That's out of date. Until they find it. Of course. Yep. Because they don't want they don't because they already know it's illegal. Uh-huh. And they don't. If they get questioned, we don't know anything about that. What are you talking about? Yep, yep. So that's why, and that shows them. That tells them that unless they can find it, that there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that everybody got uh, color names. Yes, Mr. Orange and Mr. Pink and Mr. Red. I love that. Mr. Red and Mr. Green. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Green. (laughs) And it was amazing how they were all so closely connected. Now, emergency. Winter weather advisory 
Isn't that something? Yes. Yes, we're expecting rain, th- uh, thunderstorms tonight and tomorrow, and I hope I don't get caught in it tomorrow afternoon going downtown. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think it's really going to hit us, because we're just supposed to get drizzle, I think. It, we're supposed to get thunderstorms, and then it's supposed to clear out by afternoon and light rain, so hopefully... Wow. Yeah, at least that's what I'm seeing in... Uh, in this area, anyway. 84% chance of rain tomorrow, so we'll see. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. That was one interesting show. Mm-hmm. I must say. Should I, uh... Put the song in the uh, room so that they have something to listen to while I take a break. Yep, well, I have to get this call. Okay. Let's take them off. And... I'm in the wrong one. No wonder I can't find it. I want this one. I'm going to play a song. Both in Clubhouse and on the um, and on the stream while I take a break and when we come back we're going to get into our topic and have a discussion This is the Security Box. I'm Jared Reimer, 98.6 The Mix and Across. The Jared Reimer Radio Network.
Alright. Only by Mammal Hands. From their... Uh, it, it is a single... And uh, it's actually a single part of a two-track ordeal. It's a 2023 release. And I understand the room did not get it played. So when we go into a music break, we will then play that song for them while the stream gets other tunes. Would you like to join us on the Security Box email list where you'll get articles that might be chosen for discussion? Please feel free to join us. You can find a link on emailhostsecurity.com or you can send a blank email to the Security Box. Dash subscribe at 986themix.com Make sure that you are looking for an email because you will need to confirm the subscription. It's free and part of 98.6 The Mix. Let's do a file switch, and when we come back, we're going to start with our topic. The U.S. Strategy on Cybersecurity. On the security box of 98.6 The Mix and across... The Jared Reimer Radio Network. The Security Box with Jared Reimer on KKNX. All right, folks. We are back, and welcome to the program. Nick has stepped away from the studio, but uh, we have Clubhouse on air so that if people want to co- uh, come on in, they can. Uh, so the podcast is titled The Security Box Podcast 142. The new U. S. Cybersecurity Strategy Highlights. And uh, for the heading, we said the U.S. Strategy on Cybersecurity. Now, to give you all a background, I think this has been going on, according to the article, for at least 20 plus years. This is the same government that tells us that we have to do this or have to do that, but yet they've been practically been caught with their pants down as a metaphor because as we talked about in Solar Winds just a little while ago, uh, and we are just going to blog that. We're not going to put it as a blog post, so I'll just delete that because I know that I have it as, a, as an upcoming uh, blog um nobody knew anything and um this is definitely one of those where I'd be like we almost had them but they were ahead of us I mean they talked about 
Sunspot and some of these other things that we've talked about through through the years on this and you've probably heard it on other podcasts and I think that while this article is a little dated um, we haven't seen anything yet as, uh, as an update and I don't think we will the article title is Highlights from the New U.S. Cybersecurity Strategy, Publication Krebs on Security, uh, date sent to TSB 3223. So just within the last month. And Brian did a great job with this particular article, I think. This is one of these articles I'd hate to see just one of with no further updates. TSB staff thinks that this might be the case, but we'll continue to watch to see if something crosses TSB's desk. Brian Krebs did talk about this prior to his article which I definitely enjoyed reading I hope that we'll learn more I then so that so that's what I call the preamble I forgot I forgot I put a line of stars well not a whole line but uh, three stars to break up the intro which is what that was to the rest of the uh, deal. So the first paragraph says, the Biden administration today, so this was probably uh, March 1st, because, you know, it takes a little while to write up everything. Uh, The Biden administration today issues issued its visions for beefing up the nation's collective cybersecurity posture, including calls for legislation establishing liability for software products and services that are sold with little regard for security. And I'll stop there and I'll say, if this goes to pass, it'll be about time. Look at all the ransomware that's going on today. All the malware, all of the, you know, stuff we've had to deal with. All this stuff is... Is... Software that they designed to be destructive. And look at what happened with SolarWinds. As far as we are aware, they had no slap on the wrist, no nothing for the fact that somebody infiltrated their network And nobody knew anything. 
And this company had over a hundred products? Are you kidding me? I always go to jaredreimer.net, menv.org, and 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 my other sites to make sure that things are looking right. I might not go to every page, but if I spot something, I'll take care of it. The paragraph continues. The White House's new national cybersecurity strategy also envisions a more active role by cloud providers and the U.S. military in disrupting cybercriminal infrastructure, and it names China as the single biggest cyber threat to U.S. interests. Well, I still think Russia, in my opinion, has the upper hand. I mean, look at what they developed. And they didn't go so far into the reporting on SolarWinds to say that it was Russia. Because we don't honestly know that to be factual. And I'm going to say that right now. What we do know. Is that. This is going to get very interesting. Because. China's known to mess with infrastructure. Russia has been known to mess with infrastructure, but they're playing with Ukraine because Ukraine is just an easy target. And I bet at some future date that will be determined by them We will see a joint effort where both will collaborate. I mean, just look at Sandworm. They threw off investigators by doing all sorts of stuff. And look at the people behind solar winds. They threw investigators off. They must have got spooked and they deleted whatever it was and but they still had access. The strategy says the White House will work with Congress and the private sector to develop legislation that would prevent companies from disavowing responsibility for the security of their software products or services. They're already doing that now. This isn't our problem, that's your software. We get that all the time in this community that I serve. 
I just spotted something on Mastodon while catching up. What was it yesterday? Um, they were, you know, talking about something, and, and somebody said, you know, you know, tech support said it's, you know, your software. We don't have to do anything about it. It's your software doing this. And they were talking about how whatever it was, I don't, I, I, I know what it was, but I don't want to mention the name offhand because I don't know much about this, you know, uh, new this serve. It is a new service that is part of the Fediverse, but I, I don't want to necessarily talk about the Fediverse. But the long of it is, your software is not working right, you know. But it's it, it's either the thing about the Fediverse or it was like a piece of software or something. I forget what it was. I remember seeing something where somebody blamed our software and not the fact that sighted folk were not liking whatever it was. I forget the entire ordeal, but I remember spotting it on my timeline. And I'm like, really? Uh, you know, we get that all the time. So companies aren't going to tell you anything, to be honest. To add insult to injury, there is no safe harbor that is defined as of yet. Just like Section 230, 230 for social media and other things, they can't <coughs> be held responsible on what people say as they are not the voice that said it. Although people want to get 230 repealed and make uh, you know social media networks like Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, although Twitter's pretty much on the wayside. Uh, <laughs> that won't be around much longer. Probably we're still thinking six months, but it's probably less than that now. Although, I will be posting a couple of posts tomorrow. I think they're scheduled for tomorrow. That'll indicate that um, they have decided to let transportation... Um, emergency um, responders and things use the API for free. What that means, I don't know. I did end up spawning an article later, so I am going to post the initial boost that I saw, and then you'll see later on an, an article on it. It'll probably be tomorrow or later today. I've got a bunch of stuff that's coming out that I've probably already started posting to the blog already. While this is talking about software and not necessarily something like social media as a role uh, as a whole, the framework would allow companies who show they're doing the best they can from any liability uh, should something go wrong. So they wouldn't be liable. If um, that is, uh, if if that's the case, 
Um, and that call will be going to voicemail as I'm doing our show, and I know who's calling, and people know who they are, and I'm okay with that. So... Brian Fox is the Chief Technology Officer at Sonotype. He's calling this a landmark moment for the industry. And Sonotype is a link within the article, so you could definitely learn more about them. Brian Krebs continues with a quote from Mr. Fox. It says, Market forces are uh, are leading to a race to the bottom in certain industries, while contract law allows software vendors of all kinds to shield themselves from liability, Fox said. Regulations for other industries went through a similar transformation and we saw a positive result there's now an expectation of appropriate due care and accountability for those who, who fail to comply. Establishing the concept of a safe harbors of safe harbors allows the industry to mature incrementally leveling up security best practices in order to retain a liability shield versus calling for sweeping reform and unrealistic outcomes as previous regulator attempts have. Other headings from within this article include the most active persistent threat, fighting badness in the cloud, and ensuring the insurers. So, there are things in each section that we can uh, definitely cover 
I really love this article because it gives us a glimpse on what's really going on and it gives us a chance to um, to talk about what is actually going on. This section talks about our reliance to China when it comes to tech manufacturing, and that's no lie. Uh, you know, Apple's iPhones. There are parts of it that are manufactured in China, and if not all of it, and they are shipped from there. And I know this because a buddy of mine, when he ordered one, had delays because there was stuff going on in China. I don't want to cover the first paragraph, which covers what was written three strategies ago. But you will read it when reading the article. And if you want to talk about it when, you know, you can. And we can definitely play your comments on air. I just think that we should stick with the current idea. So that's why I just wrote, let's just stick with the current document. Uh, the paragraph says, the document released today says, the People's Republic of China, in parentheses PRC, now presents the broadest, most active, and most persistent threat to both government and private sector networks. And says, China is the only country with both the intent to reshape the international order and increasingly the economic, dip, dip, uh, diplomatic, military, and technological power to do so. So that's that paragraph. President Biden has signed a law called the CHIPS Act. This is supposed to set aside money so people here can build our chips for our gadgets and not rely on places like China. We'll see how that comes about, especially since $50 billion will be set aside for this. This also includes research as well. And a link is provided within the paragraph. The paragraph also includes links to national strategy to secure 5G and national artificial intelligence initiative just to add to this discussion. Although 5G, as we know, isn't uh, isn't doing anything. Uh, they say it's the best there ever was, and companies say, say it's the fastest thing out there, but last I heard uh, from my contact who deals 
with reading phone stuff, Michael in Tennessee, uh, he indicated that only 5G is available in certain areas and it doesn't work within buildings and other confines, so it's not even ready yet. So I don't even know why we're talking about 5G yet. One paragraph which links to the phrase talks about uh, uh, insecure by design and a lot of software is written insecurely by design. And then when it's brought up they're, they'll say there isn't. I mean, look at Pegasus. Pegasus was designed to evade everything. If whatever bugs they were using got fixed, the software was written to take advantage of another. Why? To get at your data. That's why it's there to get at your data. Just like the new malware that was talked about in the prior, during our news section, you know, when we talked about uh, all of the new stuff, the, the new Mac malware we've, we've been covering as of late. It's all there to get at your data. They want your usernames, your passwords, your credit card numbers, your notes. Since China has been a part of the IoT manufacturing, they use no security or very little of it from within the product. Although iOS is built with security in mind, but I bet you the phones don't have it. By default, it's it's the operating system like Apple that has to make it all secure. But the phones themselves probably aren't. Some of this has been talked about on podcasts like Security Now and others. I really hope that this paragraph comes true, though. It says, the Biden administration said it would continue its previously announced plans to develop a system of labeling that could be applied to various IOT products which I underlined and give consumers some idea of how secure that uh, the products may be but it remains unclear how those labels might apply 
to products made by companies outside of the United States. So that is the first section. You can email or iMessage me at J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975 if you have any comments while you're listening. I know this will be replayed on Friday and then again next Monday. So let's go ahead and let people, let me know what they think. And if you'd like a shorter email or iMessage, you can always use tech, that's T-E-C-H, at M-E-N-V-I org. You've got the security box. I'm Jared Reimer, and we're in the midst of discussing and talking a little bit about this new cybersecurity strategy, and uh, I honestly hope that it does have some teeth. But I think we've been seeing this way too long where they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then you've got CISA, the Cyber uh, Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, saying, uh, you need to patch, you need to do this, but yet government can't do anything right. Businesses make mistakes. They can't upgrade for whatever reason. And then, of course, you got things like solar winds, which was, you know, a supply chain attack. I mean, we're hearing more more supply chain attacks now. It, and solar winds was the biggest and the first. So I don't quite understand that. So I'm not exactly sure what I think about all that. But I'd be curious to hear what you have to say. As a listener. And I know I have one on now. It's probably Nick because he's out of the studio. But if you're listening to this on podcast, I would love to hear what you have to say. Let's go ahead now and continue with our next section, Fighting Badness in the Cloud. This is a losing battle. We've already got a huge problem with ransomware in and around this country. What makes you think we can try to solve this problem? I write... Take the first paragraph for size. 
with the link contact underline within these show notes. So I underline the link content, and usually I don't like linking. I, I don't like um, taking from uh, paragraphs with links because it takes a little bit longer to get all of that because it breaks and, and the way the MSAA buffer works and, and things of that nature. That paragraph says, one could convincingly make the case the world has witnessed yet another historic transfer of wealth and trade secrets over the past decade in the form of ransomware and data ransom attacks by Russia-based cyber criminal syndicates as well as Russian intelligence agency operations like first underlined phrase the US government wide solar winds compromised So again, you know, Solar Winds is even listed here, and I was. Alright, so CyberWire Daily is coming out, and they're talking about the phishing report uh, trends, um, and we'll be we'll be talking about that in uh, a, in in. Um, another podcast about the landscape uh, let's see okay if that's any indication of huge problems I don't know what will be I write The next paragraph mentions the takedown of the emotive botnet, which was responsible for setting things up for ransomware if it didn't do that already. If this was a win back then, I hate to break it to the U.S., but reports indicate that they're back, and that's what we'll talk about, I believe, on podcast. 148, 9, or 50. I forget where, when. But interrupting what they were doing could be considered a win, and we're grateful for this, or for that. And yes, I now see that space I'm missing. Good job. Okay. Uh, this type of thing, says the article, needs to happen faster and more often. But as we saw with solar winds, nobody cared. The government asked questions and nobody gave any answers because they didn't know how they got in because the actors did it so well that they either erased logs or hid their tracks. That's why solar winds was the compromise of the decade. It that that has got to be the compromise of the decade today. Solar winds. 
I agree with this, I write. It has to be faster. There is no other way around this. The Biden administration indicates that they will expand the capacity of an underlined phrase here, national cyber investigative joint task force which coordinates cyber intelligence across multiple law enforcement agencies. That full paragraph says, to that end, the Biden administration says it will expand the capacity of the National Cyber Investigative Joint Task Force, NCIJTF, in parentheses, the primary federal agency for coordinating cyber threat investigations across law enforcement agencies, the intelligence community, and the Department of Defense. These next several paragraphs should be put in as they may have some context to add to this discussion. To increase the volume and speed of these integrated disruption campaigns, the federal government must further develop technological and organizational platforms that enable continuous coordinated operations the strategy observes the NCIJTF will expand its capacity to coordinate takedown and disruption campaigns with greater speed the scale and uh, let's see speed scale and frequency similarly DOD and the intelligence community are committed to bringing to bear their full range of complementary authorities to disruption campaigns. What we need to see, and I'm glad we talked about Podcast 141, A, the, the billion dollar uh, scam, is we need to see these guys caught. We need to see these guys prosecuted. And they need to be at least given 10 to 20 years for their crimes. Well said. The fact is, is that when you know, when you hear podcast 141A, you will learn, and now we can give it away, that nobody got charged 
in those cases. Nobody. Yep. I mean, there were some arrests, but they were basically... They were not charged. No. They were not charged. They didn't serve any time. They were arrested. Yep. But without having the evidence to convict them, as far as we're aware, they didn't serve any time. Yeah. All five of them. Let alone the people who were placing the calls to scam us all. And, and by the way, that I did check my voicemail, and that was one of those home ordeals that that tells tell you that you can Im- improve your home or whatever it was that, that they say. Because the voicemail only says, "To see how much you can do with your home, press one if you know, if you qualify." Or press nine if your home's been taken care of. It's like, uh, yeah, I knew it was one of those. Yeah. They've been calling me from all around the country. With that. Uh, any comments on what you heard while you were out of the studio? Um, not really, because I am in agreement with you, but sadly, this is one of those things where, like you said, it sounds really good, it sounds ambitious, it sounds bold, and it sounds like these are steps that need to be taken, but again, I, I, I want to believe it. I want to believe that this is going to happen, but I guess we're just going to have to see. I don't think it will. Right. You'll find out later. This has been going on for 20 years already. One notification. One notification. MLB. Now. Giants and Astros. MLB. Not clear. Um, As I said at the beginning, we've been doing this for 20 years and we haven't gotten anywhere. You've got CISA who tells us we need a patch. You've got you know, um, other you know security folks that say we've got a patch. Who got owned with Solar Winds? Oh gosh! Well, yes, we had multiple the agencies. Department of Defense. Depa- Defense, yes. Um, and several other major governmental agencies. Never mind Mandians. But if it wasn't for Mandians, we would still know nothing. And it would so, most likely still be going on. That's what the article stated at the end. Yes. If it wasn't Mandiant, who may have made a mistake, okay, they're not perfect. But. If it wasn't for that mistake, we would still know nothing about solar winds. And solar winds was mentioned in this very article. Everybody wanted to do something to try and deal with what was going on in solar winds until 
the government was told to keep their traps shut and then Mandiant opened up their mouth because they had to. They're a public, you know, cybersecurity company. And after that, we haven't heard a thing until uh, uh, Kim's article yesterday. Yeah. But we knew a good chunk of that, which is why we're just going to decide to blog it. I wanted to cover it, but um, I don't know how to cover that without reading the entire article. And I... Uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't know how to do that without do I don't know how to do that without blatantly reading every paragraph. Right. I mean, I'm taking highlights and I'm quoting in sections and then I'm, you know, writing my own thoughts, but that particular article you can't do. It is too lengthy and Mhm. Mm-hmm. We could probably go four or five hours on that alone. So easily, <laughs> easily we'll let you guys read the article when it gets to the blog in the next day or so. That was a great article. Mm-hmm. The strategy anticipates the U.S. government working more closely. <clears throat> Yeah, with cloud, with uh, cloud and other internet infrastructure providers to quickly identify malicious use of U.S.-based infrastructure, share reports of malicious use with the government, and make it easier for victims to report abuse of these systems. <clears throat> I call bull. Oh, wait. I was the one that had something to do with emailhostsecurity.com getting taken down to begin with. Right. Thank you, Brian. I'm pretty confident it was Brian that did it because I think he got my email, read my blog, and, and I, I that thing just woke me up. Oh God, I gotta get up and 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 look at how bad this is. Yes. I can't believe I wrote that blog post with no coffee or anything to eat or anything. I was like, I was just on adrenaline. Like, oh my God, really. Got to get this blog post up. Got to place some phone calls. Got to. Just got to. This is bad. I could have left it alone. Given the interest of the cybersecurity community and digital infrastructure owners and operators in continuing this approach we must sustain and expand upon this model so that collaborative disruption operations can be carried out uh, on 
a continual uh, on a continuous basis the strategy argues threat specific collaboration should take the form of nimble temporary cells compromised of a small number of trusted operators hosted and supported by a relevant hub using visual collaboration platforms members of the cell would share information bidirectionally and work rapidly to disrupt adversaries You haven't stopped Russia and China yet, and nobody's behind bars for all of these attacks we've talked about from the last five years. Nobody got charged when Target got breached thanks to that HVAC hack in 2014. Nobody gets charged. Nobody got charged when, you know, the big data brokers that mine our and sell our own credit data to God knows who. Nobody got charged for that crap. I call bull. I call bull. I'm with you on that. To add to the complication of the above paragraphs, former <coughs> President Trump signed <coughs> an executive order EO 13984, so 13,984, which tells providers that verify the identity of foreign persons that use their services. Maybe I meant to verify. I think, yeah, I think you did. I think that's what I meant there. So they're, they're, they're asked to verify. But guess what? They don't. Emailhostsecurity.com was probably ran outside the United States to try and get email addresses and passwords, even though they knew they were violating rules by by uh, posting that it was copywritten by cPanel. Why would cPanel need that information? Right, they already have it. They don't have it. To- 
Oh, um, never mind. I was going to call you Terry. They don't have it, Nick. They don't have... They provide a, a control panel for you to manage your domain. Ah. That's all they do. They provide software and they provide the functionality through a web interface to allow you to maintain what people can do in Linux already through the command line. That's what they offer. That's what they sell. Yep. Um, okay, but my question is, how long does that order stay in place until? I'm not sure how this works, which I don't. Of course, bad actors know that the NSA doesn't monitor U.S. infrastructure, so they use it. One notification. MLB. Now. Two notifications. NC. Screen lock. Although it is clear that all service providers must make a reasonable attempt to secure the their infrastructure according to the article. I guess we'll see how this EO will work in practice, which I don't think it does. And that ends that section. And I see we're at a, at a page change. Um, and we're almost done, by the way. We're, uh, we've got two more pages. Two more pages, and I'm making good time. I don't know. I mean, I love that section, but I, I think... I think um, until we start seeing it in practice, I call bull. I don't know how you could fix what's been broken for the last 20 years. I mean, the internet wasn't built for this. I mean, sure, there's a lot of protocol that makes us secure, but, you know, these actors are just going and doing things and abusing what's being developed because they can. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. The next section, which I believe is our last. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is that yes. if the private sector is having such a hard time getting a handle on it, and not always, but sometimes and generally it seems like they 
are more efficient than government, I have a bad feeling about this. If they can't even do that right. The government, I mean, look, look, I mean, when we had that security problem and I basically told Herbie, I said, Herbie, I don't know what happened. I don't know why all these files are in here. I know why one might be here, but every FTP account, as an example of one of our incidents, having a file that I didn't know why it was there for and it seemed kind of strange to me, I, for me to get everything back up and running, I had to delete them three all. Notifications. Message, three oh notifications. Oh Which Messages. broke some stuff. Screen lock. But I would rather it break than for us to be compromised. Well, yeah, of course. And once Herbie told me what wasn't working, I'm like, sorry, bud. Um, I don't know what this means. Go recreate it and then let me know when it's done and let me go look at this file. And that's when I wrote up that whole blog post about the HT access file. But I never understood why a lot of our FTP accounts at the time had them, but it's what it was. That's just one incident. And guess who, you know, fixed it, even though shit broke? Yeah, that would be you. I did. Yes. I did. And I'm a small, I'm a small one-man operation. And the government's large. They can't do. They they can't. I'm sorry, but they can't do shit. That's certainly how it appears. Solar winds started in 2019, and nobody knew a thing. And when it came out in late 2019 and we started covering it in 2020, the damage was already being done and uh, infrastructure was being uh, owned. And nobody knew a damn thing. Except one threat hunter who almost had them but they didn't quite get there, probably because they weren't sure what was happening themselves. They were able to boot them out, but they couldn't figure out how they got in to begin with until it was too late. Yep. And like I... And even at the beginning, yeah, they booted them out, but... Not long after they were. How are you going to figure? And they they were working to try and figure out how they got in. That's Mm -hmm. what the article said. Yes. And I'm sure they did. They're like, how did they get in? And they looked through all the logs and couldn't find it. Until one lucky break. With the way one piece of software worked. But I don't want to give that away. I want you guys to read the article. It'll be on the blog tomorrow. By the time Blue Streak gets this, it'll already be there. (sighs) 
Now it's insuring the insurers who I don't blame the insurers per se because they're trying to provide cybersecurity for those who are doing the best they can to make sure they're as secure as possible. But with all the recent ransomware attacks, they were paying until within the last couple of years when they're like, oh, we're not going to cover that anymore unless you make sure that you are as secure as possible. Because it found out that somebody got in through vulnerability, which they didn't patch. So that's a whole nother ball game right there. One brief but interesting section of the strategy <coughs> titled uh, Ex- Explore a Federal C- uh, Cyber Insurance uh, Backdrop co- uh, contemplates the government's liability in response to a too-big-to-fail scenario or catastrophic cyber incident one paragraph states that's what happened with um, with uh, uh, what was that big one um, in 2017 or 18 it's covered in in um, oh it was the Olympic hack of uh, the Olympics hack of 2017 and 18 that Russia apparently was involved in uh, called Olympic destroyer it was covered in sandworm among other places too but there were a bunch of others. And, oh, and the biggest thing that f- could have failed was a big break with that one shipping company who was lucky to have one drive to, re- to rebuild their entire network if it wasn't for that power failure. And we're talking about Maersk. If they didn't have that power failure, their whole infrastructure was toast, Nick. No money could have helped them then, and they spent billions of dollars. You'll read about it in Sandworm. We will explore how the government can stabilize insurance markets against catastrophic risk to drive better cybersecurity practices and to provide market certainty when catastrophic events do occur. The strategy reads, really? You've already had catastrophic problems. Catastrophic problems. The whole eastern United States was taken down. Well, not the whole one, but a part of the eastern United States was taken down in 2018. 
according to Sandworm. Nobody got caught. Nobody knows anything. Except that we think it was Russian-based. But beyond that, we don't know anything else. The next paragraph talks about the idea of a national digital harbor which is linked many companies today hold cyber insurance but after breaches and ransomware attacks some of these providers have indicated that the policy said Uh, policy paid for didn't cover that type of attack similar to health insurance today. You don't find out till after the fact and that does you no good then, I write. In the wake of countless ransomware uh, intrusions, many companies now hold cybersecurity insurance to help cover the uh, considerable costs of responding to such intrusions. Leaving aside the question of whether insurance coverage has helped companies improve cyber uh, improve security what happens if every one of these companies has to make a claim at the same time the final two main paragraphs of the article may be a wrap the notion of a digital peril a pearl harbor incident struck many experts at the time as a hyperbolic justification for expanding the government's digital surveillance capabilities and an overstatement of the capabilities of our adversaries. But, back in 2003, most of the world's companies didn't host their entire business in the cloud. Today, nobody questions the capabilities, goals, and outcomes of dozens of nation-state-level <coughs> cyber adversaries. And, their and these days... A catastrophic cyber incident could be little more than an extended simultaneous outage 
at multiple cloud providers. The full document is linked at the final paragraph of this article. I'd like to see the government do something. But if this has been going on for 20 years, our newest agency, CISA, says, quote, patch, end quote, but nobody does. How can you expect this current administration to enforce anything? We have to start with patch, upgrade operating systems, don't use the old ones longer than you must, and yes, upgrade your software. And that's it. You hit the nail on the head. This, you you gotta, uh, how are you gonna fix it? Biden's too old, he's senile. Apparently he's got Alzheimer's, he wants to run it again. I've heard reports of that. I've heard that too. I'm not saying whether he does or doesn't. Apparently Trump is looking to run again with a bunch of indictments up his brain. We don't know how that's going to happen, how that's going to roll. And it seems like everybody who runs for president is either in their 50s or above and know nothing about how this crap works. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they'd like to think they do. That's why they want to ban TikTok, because they don't really know what to do otherwise. But that's not going to solve the overall problem. If you ban TikTok... There'll be another app later that will do the same thing that we'll stumble upon, and then you're just going to do the same thing. There already are. I know. And all of them ran by the same company. Uh Uh-huh. I know. Yes, I got my chimes banging on the window and LastPass tweeting about SMBs being uh, targeted. And yes, we can be, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 and we've learned that you know cyber insurance basically said, oh, we're not going to cover ransomware because uh, you all didn't do anything to 
you know, make sure that that's what's been happening. Is the companies later found out after they were covered once, they ended up changing the policies. Some other companies who've had the insurance got hit and they said no. And one company actually won their case, if I remember right, against their insurance provider because they proved they were supposed to cover it. And the insurance provider said, well, that's your doing. You know, you, 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 know, you have to prove that you're as secure as possible before we do that. And they proved that that's not what the language was before. And uh, that insurance company had to reimburse them that money. But that's luck. Right. I, I see more companies now <clears throat> who probably won't know what their policy is. And um, they'll get hit. They'll find out that somebody got in because they didn't patch, <clears throat> which is part of having cyber insurance now. We've heard that from Kim. If you want cyber insurance, make sure you are as secure as you can be. That's what they're looking for now. That's why the price has gone up. You want it? You have to prove to us you're secure. We're not going to insure you just because you're... Uh, just because you want it. If you don't do your bargain, how are we gonna how are we gonna make sure that uh, we can do ours? Yeah. If it was your negligence, we're not paying for it. But then again, we're talking about the government too. I mean, they haven't done anything. Well, yes, that's true. Except say things that sound... They want us to, but they don't have to. Well, yes, the only thing they've done is say things that sound really, really, really good in press releases. But that's about it. Join the CISA list, and you'll read these you know, notices, and they'll tell you, you know, here's what's here. Uh, here's how to apply it. But yet, do they? No. How many CyberScoop articles have you read that basically say the government, you know, whatever? I've kind of lost count. Okay, that was broken. Yeah, it was broken. You can't have it both ways. Or can you? Seems like they're winning doing this double standard thing. Yeah. I don't know. 
They need help. They do. They most certainly do. Speaking of needing help, did you see that Salesforce article? Oh, as a matter of fact, I did. Okay. And yes, they they need help as well. Move out the way. Bold Spy is right there with tools like Pegasus. Uh-huh. I love that article title. I thought about that. I was like, that'll be perfect. And it was. And it was. Fake ear pods, Nick. Uh, a whole bunch, a whole shipment got uh, seized. Oh, lovely. Uh, okay, we covered the clear Gmail. There's Amos. 38 apps and then some. Lots happening with the Fediverse. That was one interesting article. Oh, now that was, because I hadn't seen or even heard of half of those alternatives that... Me neither, and it sounds there. like Blue Sky is ran by Jack Dorsey and company. The same Jack Dorsey who ran Twitter until uh-huh. uh, he stepped down, which means that's... Uh, uh, funded, well funded, and uh, it it'll probably be bought out. So, but we'll see. Oh, by the way, I am seeing reports that that's not accessible either. Oh, that's lovely. So, yeah. Uh, Atomic Stealer. So you can't tr- search Twitter without an account now. Nice going, guys. And yeah. while you're at it, apparently people say they can't log in anymore. Uh, Twitter Twitter must have broke that, apparently. Okay, what have they not broken? Um, I don't know, but I heard something about people not being able to log in anymore. And what in the hell is going on with Siri? Oh, yeah, that was an interesting article for sure. Now, Oilers fans have arrived with NHL. The league's last-minute schedule changes has commitment to fans in this array and out thousands of dollars. Here's what happened. Like, even Apple employees don't like Siri. Yeah. And there was an apparent bug where a blind woman called into a radio talk show asking what to do because, uh, and you'll see this article later, probably later today or tomorrow. Wait, what? Well, as, at least a as blind as woman as... called into called into a talk show wondering what to do because she uses Siri to book her appointments, and that's all well and good, but there there's sure. a bug where it wouldn't. Um, 
give you the 31st of the month. What? It always reverted back to the 30th. And while sighted people can go in and change it, the article states, it's not so easy for a blind person. Well, yes, it is. That means learn voiceover. See, that's... Because I, if if I had that issue, uh huh, I would have I would have opened it up. I've done this once. I I booked a calendar appointment using Siri. It did something wrong. I just booked the thing, and then I changed it using Voiceover. Whatever it was, it got wrong. I changed it. Yeah. Siri can't change it after you book it. So, um, this goes back to that whole Siri uh, being... At some point, I don't think Siri's going to be around much longer. You're probably right. (laughs) Oh, we didn't talk about this. Did you read my diatribe on age verification? I believe I did read that. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll comply if that if that proves uh, who I say I am. That yeah, just I means mean, children can't sign up for stuff, which is how it should be. Yeah. I'm game. So AT and T email. Oh yeah. Cryptocurrency in an API. Oh. And AT&T denied they got owned, but uh, they later they said did. it was an API. But at first they said, you know, we didn't get owned. No, that didn't happen to us. No. Um, let's see. <laughs> what else? Oh, that article. This is it. This is beyond repair. Another school shoot. Another school targeted. Children with special needs targeted as well. We talk, That was our first bonehead. That was the first one, yes. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah. I was torn about giving them a moron only because they do what so many other companies do. That's why I gave it to every company, including yeah. them. Got it. Okay, yep. Because if they're doing it, everybody's doing it, it's got to go. Mm-hmm. So, Elon, I hear I hear uh, Twitter blues beyond repair now. <laughs> and I haven't seen an update on it. How's that treating you? Nobody's signing up and you're paying for a whole bunch of people? 
Yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for you? <laughs> and these oh, people didn't even ask for it? And your response is, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they didn't How's even that want it. for you? Yeah. I think I've covered the blog. We've covered a good bunch of it, but I just wanted to see what else. I think you have. What else? Oh, you sent me some more interesting-looking emails. Uh, Emails and books. But yes, I sent you some very interesting email. Like, really? Really? Yeah. Some of them that have random phone numbers that I don't even know if they are tied to anything. Probably not. I doubt it. I just I sent them over because I thought you'd get a good laugh. I need I need to keep I need to keep my security guy uh, op, uh, operational here. Yeah. <laughs> And we've got a bunch of books coming. Mm-hmm. I'd like, I, I did see you like the first one already, so that'll be interesting. Yep. Yeah, some of them I wasn't sure because they seemed kind of borderline. They didn't exactly touch on internet security, but... Uh, yeah. I'll have to maybe take a look again. Hmm. I gave you the entire description, so... Right, right. Although I am gonna... I am gonna just put up Spam Nation because that's Brian Krebs book and I did buy a copy for Terry because I can. And, Good idea. Uh, it's just a great read. And he sent me another one just this morning. We're, he's on a book roll right now. He is. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to bring up before I take Clubhouse off the air and I will play the one track that they didn't get and then I will uh, get some music in for the stream and the podcast version I don't really think so I think we have covered everything that I've seen and that caught my eye that was 11 pages in an hour in a a little over an hour wow it's 2.10 now we started at about 12 45 or so. Wow. 12.50. Could you imagine if we covered this other one? Oh, gosh. Um, We'd still probably be in about minute five of the reading. Maybe ten. <laughs> yeah. 
No kidding. I, there was a lot there. Especially it's, if... It's a lot to dissect. Especially if we had the entire crew here. Oh, my goodness. I'd have to do this on a Thursday, and uh, it would have to yep. be the third Thursday where I have more time. It would probably turn into one of those marathon shows. Like, it starts on Wednesday, and then it ends on Thursday. <laughs> It's like, Blue Streak, oh, yeah. I'm not sure how we can get this to you because this was multiple hours, so you're just going to get the first two, even though that's not the whole discussion. No, they get the entire file, so it would be up to them how they want to do it. Oh, right. Well, okay, uh, let's... Um... Let's see. Okay, so do I, should I remind people what's coming up? I think that'd be good. All right. You know what? I'm not going to do it that way because I've got all these other links in here. So I'm going to do it this way. Uh-oh. Our friend, the loud music, is coming. It is. All right, so I'll delete May 3rd out of here. Next week, the relationship between ransomware and phishing. And I've already got some people who are interested in that who mentioned they were interested in that. Then our open forum. I'm looking forward to that because I got to read you guys two paragraphs of an open letter by our um, provider. And uh, we're also going to talk about what not to do in cybersecurity because people still need a lesson on that. Yeah. I should read you that letter. Um or maybe I'll I'll read it to you in WhatsApp so you have an idea of, of this. Uh, and then you can tell me how bad this was. Then Bad luck ransomware. If this wasn't, if the government wasn't bad enough, May 31st, giving a face to a faceless proxy service. That was one interesting article. And that'll complete May. Shall I rehash June and into July, or should we not worry about that until we get closer? I know we talked about it in the past, but... Let's worry about that when we get closer, as Mr. Loud Music decides Mr. that it needs Mr. to be Mr. Loud Music! Woohoo! All right, so that's the end of May. 
And uh, we are going to go all Wednesdays in June, and we don't have open forum, but I'm I'm going to look on scheduling more open forums. Um, that might not be till July, though. We're packed in June. So... Nick, before I take you off and get the track that uh, you should probably hear, because it's a good one, is there anything else that you would like to uh, tell the audience uh, about these uh, upcoming topics for the rest of the month? Um, not that I can think of. I'm just looking forward to them, though. You are. Uh, that is going to be awesome. Well, I just took Clubhouse off the air. And this way, we can give them their track and um, I will then end the room after that song plays and uh, I will then uh, in, in the interim, turn on the talk bed and get some music in and play a few tracks. And I will let you all know when what plays uh, at the end of that, since I'll uh, it, I'll be talking over the music because that's how I have to do it here for them. So. Until next week, everybody, I'm Jared Reimer. Saying thanks for listening. Here's the track now that we're possibly going to use. There's actually another one I'm interested in too, but we'll try that out next week. But for now, I'm going to play that track, that Mammal Hands track for the room, and then we'll end it, and I'll get some tunes in for the uh, stream, and we'll see everybody next time
was he 11 gir1 this this was an artist who's sort of been roaming around the country and i've sort i decided to unfollow because i was just seeing things i just wasn't liking the music is fine but they kept changing their name and there wasn't any consistency we've had this one on the security box before I believe with Sven and it comes from the 2020 album The Box before that was The Darkened Hearts of Foolish Men and that came from the 2010 album The Glass Desert and our final two tracks are our usual one Hen House 5 Plus 2 In the Mood and Queens, another one bites the dust. I've ended the room on Clubhouse, and we will be working on the podcast and getting that up and out for our uh, folks over on Blue Streak and any other affiliate that broadcasts the program. Minimal strong language today, so I'm just going to leave things alone. And um, we'll just see how it goes. A word here, a word there is, is fine by me. Until next week, everybody, I'm Jared Reimer saying thanks so much for listening. And make it a great day. Goodbye.